versus Cardo. Hello listeners and welcome to yet another episode of the Nigeria Football Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Oluoke. Today is episode 35. And once again, we've got the international break around the corner. So after these next set of fixtures over this weekend, we're going to have the final round of fixtures for Nigeria's group stage of World Cup qualification. As a result, our well, our squad list was released earlier this week. I'm recording this on Wednesday. Apologies for the slight delay this week. Uh, but our squad list has been announced for our two final qualifiers against Liberia away and then finally at home to Cape Verde. So I'll be running through that squad list and my initial thoughts on it. And then I'll finally be touching on how our players performed over the weekend and week so far in their subsequent leagues in Europe. Um, one quick announcement to make is CAF announced that for the Af African Cup of Nations in January, each squad will be permitted a squad of 28 players. So that's an upgrade from the usual 23. So kind of in line with what we saw in the Euros with um, the UEFA teams as well as in the Copa America. Um, so, yeah, interesting developments. In terms of the Nigeria squad, um, a bit of a massive, well, not a bit, a massive, massive surprise, so to speak, but not really a surprise considering that Grinoro and um, Amaji Pinnick had hinted at it. But for some reason, I don't know why, but they've decided to recall Odioni Gallo to Nigeria's squad. Um, so we'll be getting into that because, honestly, man, sometimes you just have to say, man, I tire for Nigeria. Like, some of these decisions just don't make any sense to me, but we'll get into it. Anyway, the full squad list first. Goalkeepers, we got Maduka Okoye in goal, Daniel Akbei and Francis Zoho. Kind of the usual suspects you'll expect in there, to be fair. Because, um, you know, Nigerian goalkeepers, that's the one place where we're still lacking true top, 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 top quality. Although you could say Okoye has the best potential of everyone. In terms of defenders, um, no massive surprises there. William Ekong, Chidezi Awaziem. Kevin Akpoguma, Leon Balogu, and Kenneth Romero selected as centre-back pairings. Ola Aino and, and Abdullah Sheu selected as right-backs. And Zedu Sanusi and Jamilo Collins um, selected as left-backs. So Kevin Bassi was dropped after being selected for, a, for his first squad in the last round of fixtures. Although, for some reason, I don't know why they didn't give him two minutes just to at least give him a cap. But, you know, when it comes to Grenoble and Nigeria football, some of these things are very, very hard to explain. Um, also, I think Tarani Bouhi is very, very unlucky not to be in this squad, considering how poorly Abdullah Sheu's team, um, Omonia Nicosia, are performing in the Cypriot League. I think they're currently 10th in the league. And to be honest, it's not like Abdullah Sheu has been playing that well to be getting caught up over someone that plays in Syria. Yes, Tarani Bouhi plays for Venezia, but I'm sorry. He, he has every right to feel slightly um, hard done by this decision, if you ask me. One positive, though, Zaidu Sanusi is back in the squad, so he's begin he's began to regain a bit of form at Porto, and I thought he was even our long-term solution at left-back, so it's good to see him um, back in the squad. Um, any other developments in terms of centre-backs? I think Kenneth Romero, too, is also very lucky to be in the squad, considering how, you know, Leganes are not exactly doing excellently well, and they play in the Spanish Segunda, but... 
when I get to Igalo, you notice that there seems to be this theme in Nigeria with, oh, you must have experienced players in the squad for some reason. And I don't really know why. Like, a lot of these players are already experienced anyway. Ekong just made his 50th cap for Nigeria as well. Anyway, in midfield, they've decided to go with Ndidi, Jaribo, Franco Yeka, and Alex Wobi as a central attacking midfielder. For some reason, they keep listing Kelechi Anacho as a midfielder. It's like they think if they list him as a midfielder, it means he's a midfielder. It's so stupid. I don't get it. But anyway, Nigeria, some of these things are just hard to explain. And anyway, in terms of their forward list, Ahmed Musa caught up yet again. I don't know what we're going to have to do to get them to stop calling Ahmed Musa. But I'm sure it's another one that they've done in the name of experience. Moses Simon um, probably deserves to be caught up anyway. Samo Chukweze is back in the squad, which is really, really good to see. He's been injured for a while. Um, so was Ndidi and Iwobi, who both missed the last squad. Um, Odionigalo was recalled, as I mentioned, but we'll get into that in a bit. Victor Sima and Polonoachi also selected as strikers. And Chidara Juke, I mean, he's made himself undroppable at this point, um, especially with these recent performances for the Super Eagles. So that's the squad list in a nutshell. Um, so in terms of people who are missing based on injury um, from the last round, it will be Ndidi and Chukweze, three of our absolute pillars of the national team in terms of their performances. You could argue three of our top five players in terms of their contributions to the national team in the last five years. I mean, people talk about Iwobi's performances for his club, but you can't doubt what he does for his country in any vein um, at all. Um, good season, Sanusi record, as I mentioned. Um, one thing I can't understand with Nigeria, though, is how you only call up three central midfielders. In the whole of Europe, they decide that Ndidi, Aribo, and Oyeka is all they need as central midfielders. Yes, we know they would have caught up a Tebo if he wasn't injured. But surely you could still have recalled Innocent Bonke, who's playing in the Champions League. You know, I, I just some of these decisions are just so baffling. Like, you're going into the final crucial World Cup qualifiers. You only have three centre mids. I don't care if you only have have two starting. That's just not good squad planning. Uh, I saw a tweet from Zach Lowy on Twitter saying maybe some of these decisions are kind of Raw's way of getting back at the NFF. And you have to scratch your head and think maybe he's right because some of it just doesn't make sense. Just call up four central midfielders for Christ's sake. Like, it's not that difficult. Um, and, of course, um, I'm, I'm glad Chikweze is back in the squad. Chikweze and Simon are very good options on the right wing. Educate is a fantastic option on the left wing. And, and as long as he keeps Musa on the bench, I have no problem with that. Victor Sime, Kelechi Anacho, Polonacho all caught up. But someone please explain to me why Odionigalo has been caught up. Odionigalo retired on a high after with finishing as top scorer in AFCON 2019 when he was 30 years old. He's now 32 years old playing for Al-Shabaab in the Middle East. Like, I'm sorry, he has no right to be in the national team. Especially when you have a player like Tawa Awoni, who is one of the top scorers in the entire Bundesliga this season. In fact, in the whole of Europe. And he even scored again last week. So it's just like, I don't get the thought process. Like you got Terry Murphy. You've got Emmanuel Dennis. Emmanuel Dennis has been playing really, really well in the Premier League. In fact, if you ask me, Emmanuel Dennis should have taken Ame Musa's place in this squad. I'm sorry, because you could say you, you're not ready to drop Moses Simon, but he, Moses Simon plays on the left wing for his club side. So if you have Moses Simon and Educa as your left wingers, and it will be, you could also play as a left winger slash cam. Then you take Chukwese and Dennis. Dennis has been playing on the right wing for Watford in recent games. 
I just don't get it, man. Like we keep push trying doing our best to push Nigerian football and make sure that people respect us. But sometimes, like the NFF don't want to be respected. I mean, how do you explain calling up with Johnny Gallo? I mean, it's probably um, one of the biggest news stories in football over the last week. Like I've seen people who wouldn't even normally tweet about Nigerian football tweet about it. And why is it always for controversial decisions? Why? He's not going to start over Victor Sima. He's definitely not going to do that. And there's no reason not to select Taiwa Wuni. A national team is supposed to reward fine club form. Taiwa Wuni is one of the best strikers in Europe so far this season. In fact, he's been playing far better than someone like Polo Noachu, for, for example. So, yeah, that's another decision that just baffles me, guys. But, you know, when it comes to the Super Eagles, we just have to keep supporting and hope for the best because... We really, really need to beat Liberia. If not, we might be in trouble with Cape Verde. You know, at the moment, we're just a point ahead of them. Um, we've got nine points. They've got, um, sorry, they've got seven points. We've got nine points. If for any reason we draw our game against Liberia and they beat Central Africa Republic, we'll be tied on points. So it's essential that we beat Liberia away, no matter what. And then Cape Verde come to Lagos. And we already know what Central Africa Republic did when they came to Lagos. So we can't take anybody for granted. So it just worries me. And you can't be bringing on Gallo two months before an Africa Cup of Nations tournament starts. Like, where is the thinking and planning behind it? So what's Tyra Wayne supposed to be doing? How does he feel about his opportunities, even though he's playing well? How should he manage Dennis feel? I just... Uh, it, uh, it just baffles me, guys. But anyway, we'll still support the team. Uh, we don't have to worry about the fixtures until next week. So um, once we go through the fixtures early next week, that from the upcoming fixtures this weekend, we'll then dive into the games between um, Nigeria and our final two opponents. And they're also crucial because obviously, as I mentioned in last episode, we dropped in our world rankings. So there's no time to waste. There's no games to be played. And it just seems like they can't help themselves in the NFF. I don't know what politics are being played or what they're trying to do. Um, but anyway, our game against Liberia will be on Saturday next weekend on the 13th of November away. And then we'll play Cape Verde on Tuesday in Lagos. Um, and yeah, and that's it in terms of the Nigeria squad. Um, I'll do a proper review, or I mean preview for those games when I do the next podcast. Um, and then when I get back, we'll just be touching on all the league performances of our players over the weekend and so far this week. So moving on to league performances and starting with the Premier League as usual. Alex Wobie scored his first Premier League goal of the season. Whoop, whoop. We're very, very glad to see that. And his second goal overall in all competitions for Everton. Um, although they did lose 2-1 on Monday night away to Wolverhampton. To be fair, it was more of a consolation goal because Wolverhampton were 2-0 were up and absolutely pasted them. Uh, it now means that Everton have lost three straight games now and they sit in 10th place in the league. Um Safe to say it's it's getting to squeaky bum time for Rafa Benitez and Everton because the fans were a bit on edge when he got appointed, but they were happy when things were going well. But they look like they've just, you know, gone off track a little bit. Yes, Dominic Cavalloon's been injured for a while and he's a big, big part of Everton, but they need him sooner rather than later. Um, and the sad thing for Everton is it doesn't get any easier. So Tottenham have just announced Antonio Conte as their new manager, as you probably all know. Uh, and Everton's next game will be Antonio Conte's first game in charge for Tottenham. 
Um, so Everton face Tottenham at home on Sunday at 2 p.m. So hopefully we'll see Alex Wilby start the game, um, considering the fact that he scored his first Premier League goal of the season. Moving on to our Leicester boys, Kelechi Aracho, Wilfred Ndidi and Ademola Lukman. One of the positives to see over the weekend was Wilfred Ndidi was back on the bench for Leicester. So he's getting back to full fitness and we'll probably see him start their game this weekend where they face Leeds United away on Sunday at 2 p.m. Um, but prior to that, they'll also be playing in the Europa League on Thursday in a home game against Spartak Moscow. Um, so we should see him did he get some minutes in those games. But anyway, in terms of their previous fixtures over the last week, they beat Brighton at home in the League Cup round of 16 on Wednesday night. Um, they beat them on penalties after a 2-2 draw. Ademola Lukman actually started the game and scored. And Yanacho came off the bench because he was being rested for the weekend game. And the weekend, they played my beloved Arsenal <laughs> and lost 2-0. Uh, probably one of the best performances I've seen from a goalkeeper in a while from Aaron Ramsdale. Um, and we looked really, really good in the first 20 minutes of the game um, with Emil Smith-Rowe and Gabriel scoring from a corner kick. Um, so not looking good for Leicester, to be honest. Usually they start the season strongly and then they tail off. But this season, they've kind of flipped the switch. They're not playing that well to start the season. So they're currently 11th. So I don't know if they're going to be able to, you know, pick up their form and do even better. Because, I mean, when you look at players like Tielemans, he's probably having a look over his shoulder, especially with his contract situation. Like, <laughs> it might be time for me to move on, you know. Uh, but let's see how they get on when they play Leeds United on Sunday because they are in desperate need of three points. And Leeds United only just got their first three points of the season away at Norwich. Um, so they'll be desperate to do really well at Ellen Road in front of their fans. So that should be a very, very tasty encounter. Moving on to Frank Rijeka and Brentford. Um, Frank the Tank, as he's affectionately called. Brentford are also into the quarterfinals of the League Cup. So they beat Stoke City 2-1 away last week Wednesday in the League Cup. Oyeka came off the bench on in that game as he, as he was being rested as well. Um, he was back in the lineup though on Saturday um, as they got comprehensively beaten 3-1 away to Burnley. They just got tucked in, man. They got dumped on, to be honest. Uh, Burnley were really, really good. Burnley are just one of those teams you can't really predict. It was their first home win at Turf Moor since January. Even though everybody has this weird illusion that they're always winning at home and, you know, going away to Burnley is a tough fixture. They've really not been doing that well. And if I was going to put a bet on before this match, I would have probably put my money on Brentford, but they were shocking. Like, they got absolutely pammed by Burnley. So Chris Wood scored, Lott Matt Lawton scored, and Maxwell Cornet from Lyon, who got, they signed from Lyon in the summer, scored his fourth goal in five Premier League games. Um, although, to be fair to Bre um, Brentford, a player called Sam Goodus, he scored quite a brilliant consolation goal. Um, to make it 3-1, um, but not a good day out for Brentford at all. So they'll be looking to bounce back over the weekend, and what better way to bounce back than a home fixture against Norwich City on Saturday? I mean, if that does not spell three points, I don't know what will, guys. Uh, so yeah, look out for Yeka and the, Lesse the Brentford boys in that game. And finally, our Watford boys. Emmanuel Dennis and Ekong, they continue to start games um, while Atebo is recovering from his long-term injury. They're currently 16th in the league. They disappointedly lost 1-0 at home to Southampton um, on Saturday. Um, but to be fair, though, Che Adams scored an absolutely brilliant goal. Like, I mean, Che Adams is not like elite, elite striker. But when he's scoring goals like that, you have to, you know, doff your cat to him. I mean, your hat to him. He literally just picked up the ball. Ball's bouncing in the area. He just picked the ball up and... Turned and just swiveled with his right boot and just popped it into the top bins. Finesse. 
literally like FIFA finesse now. It was that good. Um, but uh, it does get any easier for Watford. I mean, after losing to Southampton, they are playing Arsenal away at the Emirates Stadium. So I, I hope Ekhog does get embarrassed and I hope they have decent games. But you know where my loyalties lie. I'm going to be hoping for an Arsenal thumping win over Watford uh, in the game on Sunday at 2 p.m. And that's it in terms of the Premier League. In terms of the Serie Victor Sime started last week Thursday as Napoli comprehensively beat Bologna 3-1 at home. Osime actually won two penalties in that game. Um, and you could tell he was a bit frustrated. He wasn't able to take the penalties because, you know, he's a striker. He's number nine. He needs to get his goals up. I think he's got five in Serie A for now. So he's desperate to, you know, make sure he could finish the top scorer, which is what we want to see anyway. Um, but... For the weekend, he was injured, um, so he missed their game away to Salernitana, which they won 1-0, courtesy of a Zielinski winner. Um, Napoli announced he had a muscular problem, but I don't know how serious it was or um, whether he'll be back for their Thursday game against Legia also in the Europa League. But I've seen Osimed tweeting so and, you know, posting drippy pictures, so I think he's all right. It was probably just a precautionary situation. And when you're playing Salernitana, who are the worst team in Serie A, if there's one game you could rest your star striker, it's against Salernitana. And they're still top of Syria anyway, so no problems with that one. Um, their game on Thursday is a very tricky one, though, in the Europa League, because at the moment they sit second with four points, and Legio also actually topped the group with six points. Um, and then Leicester are breathing behind their necks on four points as well. So if Leicester win, Napoli need to make sure they win, because if Legio also go to nine points, and they've got just four points with two games left, it might be curtains in terms of Napoli's um, Europa League adventure. Although some may say it might be a good sign because they could just focus all their eggs in the Serie A basket without having to worry about traveling to, you know, far places in Europe. But yeah, let's see how Osimed does in that game, if he even plays. And then in Serie A on Sunday, um, Napoli are at home to Verona. Verona have been playing really, really well. Um, I don't know if anyone remembers the, oh, the former Croatia centre-back, Igor Tudor. He's now the manager of Verona um, and they've got Diego Simeone's son, Giovanni Simeone, plays for Verona. He scored six goals in his past two Serie A games, so he's been on fire. So it'll be Osime versus Giovanni Simeone, but, you know, Napoli are at home, so I expect Napoli to win the game, even though it's going to be a very, very tough game. And then moving on to Olaina and Torino. Um, Olaina, he's been starting games for Torino, which is a big, big positive, and why he'll probably continue to start games at right back for Nigeria. But the only problem is he seems to be starting games on left wing back for Torino. So I don't know if he just needs to be getting that experience playing on the right, considering that's where he plays for the national team. But anyway, they narrowly lost last week, Tuesday, 1-0 away to AC Milan away, which is no shame. And then they beat Sampdoria 3-0 at home on Saturday, which is a very, very good result. Um, next up for them in the league, they played Spezia away. Um, so Torino will be looking to build on that victory. Um, they're currently 12th in the league, so they could, you know, rise up the table a little bit. Um, but so far, so good for Alain. Isaac's success. Hallelujah. He indeed had his first success of the season. So last week, Wednesday, Isaac's success scored his first goal of the season and his first goal in Syria for Udinese in a 1-1 draw at home to Verona. It was a very, very good goal as well. Like, the man... When he's on form, he's, he's, he's got all the minerals that you want from a striker. He just shrugged off the defender and from outside the box, just placed the shot with his right foot straight into the bottom corner. Um, and it was very, very good goal, to be fair. He also started their game over the weekend, but they lost 2-0 to Inter Milan, 
which is probably expected to be fair. But hopefully he could keep up the form in terms of his fitness because we know he's very, very, very injury prone. Um, next up for him, he plays Sassuolo at home on Sunday night. So we wish you all the best, Mr. Success. David Okereke and Taranibui at Venezia. They disappointedly lost 2-1 at home to Salernitana last week, Tuesday. I mean, if you lose to Salernitana, that cannot be a good sign. However, at the moment, they remain um, above the relegation zone. They're 16th. Um, they also drew 0-0 away to Genoa on Sunday. So not a bad result. David Okereke started both games and Taranibui came on as a sub in the Genoa game. So I know Ibuihi's kind of not necessarily starting for Venezia. But still, when you compare his form to Abdelaisheu, I'm sorry, this brother should be in the national team over Abdelaisheu. I don't know if they're picking Abdelaisheu just because he's Musa's friend. I don't know. But I don't want to speculate. Anyway, Champagne clash ahead for Venezia. So we know they have the best kids in Europe. But they play Jose Mourinho's Roma at home on Sunday evening. So that should be a tasty tie for them. And then finally, the Salentana boys, um, as I already mentioned, they beat Venezia 2-1 away on Tuesday night with Joel OB starting that game and Simino Arco coming off the bench. And then they lost to Victor Simez, Napoli 1-0 at home on Sunday with both players coming on as substitutes. Um, to be honest, I can't see any of these guys forcing their way into the national team anytime soon, but I hope they could somehow resurrect their team because they are bottom of the table in Syria. And if, if I was a betting man and I had £1,000, I could even put £1,000 guaranteeing Salernitana again relegated. And I promise you, the bet will come off. You might even just win like £100. They look that doomed so far. And it doesn't get any easier for them. They play Maurizio Sarri's Lazio away on Sunday. Um, and then finally, Kingsley Michael, he's still injured up for Bologna. But we wish him a speedy recovery. In the Bundesliga, Tyra Awoni, like I said... Hottest Nigerian striker in Europe right now. It cannot be doubted, apart from Osime. But he's even scored more goals than Osime. Um, Union Berlin, he came off the bench on um, last week in the German Cup um, and scored yet again in a 3-1 away win against Waldorf Mannheim. Um, and then they lost 5-2 to Bayern Munich at home on Saturday, which is no shame, to be fair, when you consider how dominant Bayern Munich are compared to the rest of the league. Um, Tyra Woni would get um, a chance to score some more goals from tomorrow night in the UEFA Conference League where he goes up against Cyril Dezas Feyenoord. And then on Sunday, he plays Cologne away. Um, so I'm sure he'll be back in the goals, man. He's a he's a gunman right now. He just does the job. And then Kevin Akboguma for Hoffenheim. Good to see he was back in the lineup after having a slight injury in their previous game. He played in the German Cup game at home to Holsten Kiel on Tuesday, which they won 5-1. So last week, Tuesday, he started at right wing back as well. And then he also started a right wing back in their 2-0 win against Hertha Berlin at home on Friday night. Next up for them, they play Bookham away on Saturday. And I'm sure Hoffenheim will be looking at that as a fixture that he could most definitely win. And I'm sure Akpoguma will start yet again. It'll be nice to also see him get on the pitch for the national team after not playing any minutes over the last um, set of qualifiers. Uh, Leon Balogu is playing really well for Rangers. So I believe Balogu and Ekong should continue starting. Um, but to be honest true. Akboguma should be coming into the team before Awaziem. I know Awaziem may be more tactically familiar, um, but in terms of, you know, Akboguma deserves his chance. He's a good, good, good defender. And then finally, Dixon Abiyama, a great effort. He lost, his team lost yet again. They're the worst team in the Bundesliga, 18th out of 18 teams. They lost 3-1 to high Fly Fly Freiburg on Saturday, and he wasn't even in the squad. But we'll see if he's back in action this Sunday where they play Eintracht Frankfurt at home. Moving on to League 1. In league, uh, 
um, Moses Simons, Nantes, um, they're currently ninth in the league. Um, so they lost 2-0 to Montpellier. Um, Moses Simons started the game. He always starts for Nantes. He's one of their star players, to be honest. Uh, he played 90 minutes in this one, but it was a bit of a disappointing um, tie for our Nigerian contingent in League 1. They do have the chance to bounce back in their next game over the weekend where they play Strasbourg at home. So hopefully Simon could um, get back to assisting ways, even if not scoring ways, because he still leads the league in terms of assists. Terry Murphy's Lorient, man, he's going through a bit of a rough patch of form, to be honest. They got absolutely battered 4-0 by Strasbourg away on Sunday. Next up for them, though, they play Brest at home on Sunday night this coming week uh, weekend. So hopefully we can see Murphy end his mini-goal drought. And Samuel Kalu, I know I've lambasted him, and it's good to see him out of the Nigerian squad because he doesn't deserve to be in it right now. It needs to be a competitive field. Uh, but he did come on off the, um, off the bench for Bordeaux, and he assisted Jimmy Briand. If you remember, Jimmy Briand used to play for Lyon. He's like 36 years old, and he still played in Liga. I don't know uh, what these older players are eating these days to uh, make their careers last. Um, but they came back from 2-1 down to beat Rim. 3-2 um, at home on Sunday night. So, good win for Bordeaux, although they remain 16th. And it doesn't get any easier for them. Their next fixture is against PSG at home on Saturday at 8 p.m. In La Liga, Samuel Chukweze's team, Villarreal, they are struggling in La Liga, boy. They're currently in 13th place in the league. Last week, Tuesday, they drew 3-3 at home to Cadiz. Um, Cadiz just got promoted, so that's never a good sign. Although, I did see the goals. Cadiz goal were brilliant. All three. One one guy from, I can't remember what country he's from. He's got a hat-trick. Is it Honduras? One of those countries, anyway. And then on, on Saturday, they lost 2-0 to Valencia in one of their derbies. So that's not a good sign. However, in the Champions League, though, they did um, beat Young Boys 2-0. Um, Samuel Chukweze came off the bench in all three games. Um, so it's safe to say, in terms of Unaimri's plans, he needs to do a bit more to force his way into the manager's starting lineup. Uh, it's a bit more frustrating for me because... On our Danjuma, Lagos-born player who plays for the Netherlands, he has been on fire, man. He's playing so well for Villarreal. He's scoring goals, scoring goals in every game, almost every game. Um, and we could have had him playing for the Super Eagles. I mean, if, if we had someone like Danjuma on the left wing, I don't even think you have my Musa's name called again. Um, but yeah, anyway, we have to play with the cards we've been dealt. And then, as is at Oshuala, um, the women's game, they were back from the international break um, over the weekend. She scored a brace yet again as they pummeled Real Sociedad 8-1 uh, in La Liga. Um, next up for them, they play Ibar away uh, on Saturday. So that'll be an interesting fixture. And then just to round up in the non-top five leagues in Porto, Zedu Sanusi looks like he's finally getting into the manager's good books. He was not in the squad as they lost 3-1 Santa Clara on Tuesday in the League Cup. But then he started the game over the weekend on Saturday as they won 4-1 at home to Boavista, and he played really well earlier tonight in the Champions League. Porto got a well-end draw away to Milan at San Siro. And to be honest, they probably deserve three points. Like, they were really, really good. Luis Diaz is a superstar, man. Watch out for that name, Luis Diaz, Colombian winger. He is electric. Um, but next up for them in the league, they play Santa Clara away on Sunday, which is Sanusi's former club. So hopefully he can start again. And now that he's got the confidence of being back in the national team, that's a good sign. And the Dutch Raider VZ... We had Maruka Okoye and Cyril Dezas literally playing each other. So Sparta Rotterdam faced Feyenoord at home. Um, it was nil-nil right until stoppage time. And guess who scored the winning goal? Cyril Dezas. From a corner kick, the ball popped into the box and he just placed it with the right, right with his right foot. 
Madokal Craig got his hand to it, but he pushed it into the net. Um, it's hard to say if it's his fault because there were a lot of bodies in front of him, but he'll be probably massively disappointed to concede a last-minute goal like that. So, Sirudez is one of the few Nigerian players who scored a goal over this um, weekend, actually. So, shout-out to him. Anyway, next up for Maruka Okoye and Sparta. They play Willem 2 away on Saturday. And then for Cyril Dezers, he's in action in the UEFA Conference League on Thursday away at Union Berlin. And then they play AZ Alkmaar at home on Sunday. In the Belgian League, it's good to see Genk finally get some good form. Man, they were struggling. So in the Belgian Cup last week Wednesday, they beat a team called St. Eloise Winkle 6-0. Ike Ugo scored two goals in that game. And then on Sunday, they beat Zolte Waregem 6-2 to finally return to winning ways in the league. Polonacci also scored one of the goals. So that was his first goal in a minute. Um, next up for them, they play West Ham United at home on Thursday in the Europa League. And then they play Cercle Bruges at home on Sunday. Alassane Yusuf at Royal Antwerp, he came on for the last 10 minutes in their Belgian Cup tie over the week, oh, um, last week Thursday as they lost 2-1 to KVC Westerloo. And then he started as they beat Cercle Bruges 1-0 away on Sunday. They're also in action in the Europa League this Thursday where they play Fenerbahce at home. And then they play Anderlecht at home on Sunday, which is another one of the big derbies. In the Scottish Premiership, I think Calvin Bassey is also pretty unlucky to be dropped because he should be getting the squad ahead of Jamilu Collins, who plays in the Bundesliga second division. Calvin Bassey, Leon Balogu, and Jaribo have all started the last three games um, for Rangers. On Wednesday, they played Aberdeen in the league. They drew 2-2, which is a bit annoying and frustrating for them. And then on Sunday, they pumped Motherwell 6-1. Um, so good to see all three playing 90 minutes in all those games. And they're also in action in the, in the Europa League. Um, they play Bromby away on Thursday night. And then in the league, they play Ross County on Sunday. In the Turkish League, Anthony Nakemis, Trabzonspor continue to lead the division. They were in action on Friday and won 2-1 against Rizespor. And Anthony Nakemis actually scored the winner. So shout out to him, man. He's just flourishing on club level, even though he's not really getting opportunities at country. Um, next up for them, they play Besiktas away on Saturday. Chidoze Awaziem's Alanya Spur are now up to third place in the Turkish Super League. He was on the bench, though, in their 2-2 draw against Gutsepe at home on Sunday. Next up for them, they play Riza Sport away this coming Sunday. Baito Isai, Samuels, Fenerbahce, they are struggling, man. He didn't play as they lost 2-1 to Konya Spor away on Saturday over the weekend. And next up for them, they'll be playing Royal Antwerp in the Europa League before they play Kasseri Spur at home on Sunday. And then finally, Super Eagles captain Ahmed Musa's Fatikara Gumruk. He came off the bench as they lost 2-1 to Kasseri Spur away on Sunday. And it does get any easier for them because they've played Galatasaray at home on Sunday. In the Russian League, Chidorai Juke was initially rested um, for a 2-0 win in the Russian Cup where they beat Metalog Lipetsk. And then, unfortunately, they lost 2-0 uh, in the league to Robin Kazan away on Saturday. Um, next up for them, they played PFC Sochi away on Saturday. So I'm sure Ejike will be back in the starting lineup and hopefully he can get back into the goals. In the Greek League, Hemiakos, Olympiakos, they beat Panat Panaitolikos away 2-1, but he wasn't in the squad for some reason. So he's struggling, man. He needs to do a bit more to resurrect his career and get back into the Super Eagles squad. Um, next up for them, though, Europa League game against Eintracht Frankfurt on Thursday, and then they play Ionikos at home on Sunday. In the Swedish League, Innocent Bonke for Malmo, he started all their recent games. They're now back in first place in the Swedish League and look on course to win the championship. 
They beat second place AIK Sona 1-0 last week Wednesday. And then on three, um, they beat Sirius away 3-2 on Saturday. Um, but in the Champions League, it's been back to the usual losing. They lost 1-0 to Chelsea on Tuesday night. Um, so that's unfortunate for them. Um, for Hammerby, Akinkumi Amo, he started as they beat Sirius 1-0 away on Wednesday. But then they lost 2-0 to Miyabi away on Monday. And next up for them, they play Orebro at home on Sunday. And I'm sure he'll get a move to a better team in the summer. But let's watch the space. And then finally, Abdullah Sheo, Atiemwen, and Uzoho. Their team continues to struggle, man. Like I said, Omone and Nicosia, they're champions of Cyprus. But I don't know what's happened to them, man. They lost 1-0 on Friday at home to Anorthosis Famagusta. Um, so I think they're currently 10th in the league. Um, they've got UEFA Conference League against Basel at home on Thursday. And then they play Ethnikos Achna away on Sunday. Um, so, yeah, that's it in terms of all the European League players. Um, as I said, after these round of games, there's going to be an international break. In terms of Starboys of the Week, it's been a struggle in terms of goals. So we have to split it between Cyril Dezas scoring a last-minute winner for Feyenoord against Marika Okoye's Rotterdam in the Dutch Redivisie. And Anthony Noakeme, who scored the winning goal to keep Chubbs on sport, in top spot in the Turkish Super League. Terms of wants to watch for the weekend. Alex Wobies, Everton are at home against Tottenham on Sunday. That should be interesting. Let's see if he could score yet again. Emmanuel Dennis and Trust Ekon come to the Emirates Stadium on Sunday. So that should be a tough, tough test for them. Um, and one that they'll probably relish. Victor Sime is in action on Thursday against Legia Warsaw in the Europa League. And then at home on Sunday against Verona. Isaac, Isaac success. We're looking to see him build on his first Serie A goal. He's in action against Aswolo on Saturday. Um, and then Venezia, David Okereke and Tarana Buhi are in action against Roma on Sunday. Tawa Woni is in action against Cologne on Sunday as well. So we'll be looking to get back into the goals in the Bundesliga. And then finally, Samuel Kalus Bordeaux play PSG at home on Saturday. So that's it for episode 35 of the Nigeria Football Weekly. Um, please remember to continue to spread the word. And we're available everywhere on YouTube. Um, our channel is Nigeria Football Weekly. You can find us on Twitter at NFWPOD, Instagram at Nigeria Football Weekly, Facebook at forward slash Nigeria Football Weekly. Um, and I've been your host, Oloke. Thanks again for rocking with me. We'll be in touch to review all the games that take place between Thursday and the weekend before doing the previews of the Super Eagles fixtures against Liberia and Cape Verde. See you lot next time and enjoy the football over the weekend.